0: What's up, poor Fam? You know what time it is? Let's
1: get into this. We're getting into it. All right. All right. All right. What's going on, everybody? Uh, tonight uh, we got something really cool going on. Uh, we've got a, a great author on the line with us, Mr. Alex Grass. Uh, we're going to get him in here. We're going to pick his brain. We're going to probably, I don't know, turn him off, turn him on. I don't know what we're going to do tonight.
2: Everything. We're, we're, doing, we're doing everything. Uh, we're going to talk about his
1: books. We're going to talk about him. He's going to tell us everything about him, including his address, his shoe size. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're just kidding. Just kidding. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get Alex in here and uh, introduce you to him. What's up,
3: Mr. Grass? How are you, buddy? Hey, fellas. How's it hanging? Short short, shrivelled to the left. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Just a tip. (laughs) Just a tip,
1: man. Just a
3: tip. (laughs) The wind comes and just the tip whips. Absolutely.
2: absolutely. You're already fitting in perfectly (laughs) with our. You're going to be the third (laughs) member of the show here pretty soon. Yeah. Now
1: we've been talking with Alex uh, for a few minutes, man. Pretty cool guy. We're going to have a good time tonight. So.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah, guys. Um. So. Uh. As you said, Alex is an author. He writes some horror stuff. And he's a horror movie, horror fan in general. Um, in a metal band, or was in a metal band? That's right. As you all know, that's what we are. Uh, so yeah, we originally, uh, Alex, we were having the idea of making this... Uh, the name of the show would be hard, Heavy Metal Horror. But I found some pages that had... What Ryan told me no. No, I came up with that idea, fucker. But anyways... <laughs> I found some other pages than things that had that. I was like, "Well, shit." So, you know, horror chronicles. It was, oh, which is what it ended up being. But we still talk about all kinds of shit. We love, like, you know, we've done episodes on um, like soundtracks in horror movies. You know, like *Devil's Candy*. You
3: know, I liked, I li- I like the Akashic Record, Records one. I was just digging oh, on that today. That oh, did yeah, you check it out? Yeah, for yeah. sure. I yeah. thought you, I thought you guys were boycotting Zoom. Here <laughs> I, <laughs> no, no, no. That was like, that really peeved you guys off. That was like a solid five-minute chunk about reconsidering the audio venue, you know?
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was,
1: uh, that, was, that was rough, dude. That was rough. You know, it uh, is what it and, is. And that was funny because that was our buddy, D.A., who, he's another author. Uh, yeah. He actually lives, uh, we're in mid-Missouri, and uh, D.A. lives about an hour, maybe two west of us. Mm -hmm. and uh kind of met him the same way we met you really and uh he uh he's a great guy he does some cool stuff too we're not here to talk about da damn it yes Yes, we're here to talk about alex
3: yeah da you're fascinating i listened to your show fuck you this is about me today it's all about me No, I'm I'm playing. I'm playing. I
1: fucking love it, man. I'm not
3: I'm not that guy. When you're like, we got a great author on. I'm like, oh, far out. It's a panel. Who they got on? Yeah. Who
0: who else is here? (laughs) Dude, (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. Just
1: kidding. Just kidding.
2: No, man. I know we uh, we're gonna talk about your books a little bit too and stuff, but. Honestly, as you kind of if you heard it, our Kasha Records episode, it's kind of how we go in. We like to talk about stuff and just flow with it. We
1: ramble a lot,
2: but when we have people come on, you know, we like to talk. I, we found out you're a horror head, you know, and you like you're a metal head and stuff like that. So we talk about that stuff too. So, uh, what got you into horror?
3: Movie uh, wise,
2: books, whatever it may be.
3: Well, you know, I read it I read, uh, read it when I was younger. My mom used to like buy me stuff in uh, bookstores and she had no idea what it was because she was sort of like, like I always, I love my mom, but I told her, you know, you have terrible taste in that, my father included. By the way, I'm so, clo- <laughs> so close to my dad. My dad's here right now visiting me oh, from gosh. Tel Aviv, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and we get, get along so good, but still I'm like, <sniffs> she, was, she was, you know, she was like, you know, like her her version of bad behavior was like she had like a cigarette with a friend at a party in college you know <laughs> yeah. yeah like while she well she was at a carnegie mellon and that was really living on the edge you know yeah, and yeah the phrase she was uh she worked in the, in the prosecutor's yeah. office first time she found a pack of cigarettes on me she's like i'm taking this to the forensics lab i'm like that's <laughs> It's like okay,
1: mom. You don't have to do that. I'll tell you what it is. Oh, yeah, ex- exactly.
3: It's good old fashioned American tobacco. I wouldn't just yeah. let that lay out, you know. I had a I had a drawer that I kept locked, you know. That's yeah. what
1: I, yeah. Good thing she didn't find the weed stash.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: so, are you more into like the horror uh, <laughs> books or movies or?
3: Yeah, when I was younger, it was real. It was really like all media, because you know, when you're a kid, you don't. I think when you get older. And it's, it's interesting because I actually do. I think about this at uh, this, uh, the last episode that I heard with you guys. It's like you you sort of truncate shit and you go into branches and then you stick in your branch, you know. And that's like, uh, you know, and I just when you're a kid, you don't see that. So early, on, you know, when you're an adult, you're like, oh, I you know, I like books. I like horror books. I like horror movies, you mm-hmm. know. And um, shit just doesn't work that way. So when I was a kid, it's it's kind of like you see the classics, right, because – you know you're watching shitload of movies and it's not content like it is today so it's whatever they got on yeah you know so and especially when you see something when you're young it's a, really informs your experience going forward so like for me the real horror uh, horrifying stuff was like when i saw body horror as a kid yeah. like uh they had this sh- um uh this um a movie called The Dentist. To me, that was like, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my god! I saw that. I could not sleep for days. I don't know why I watched that. that was- well, <laughs> the I mean, yeah. I mean and it, 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 yeah, and it was like so fucking gnarly and so well done too. Yeah, that
1: was a uh, old uh, Corbin Burnson. Uh, yes, yes,
3: yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. 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 He, he's uh he's a good. He he's, he's a great he, actor. He is
1: a really good
3: actor. Yeah, yeah,
2: man, that's awesome.
3: Yeah, and um, so that and then my, my mom, like I said, she would go in the bookstore and she'd buy things like based on how the cover looked, you know, yeah. which can be super misleading, especially when it comes to like omnibus graphic novels, right? So she bought me like the whole Sandman when i was like when i was like uh, neil gaiman sandman when i was like 10 years old she had no idea what it was <laughs> right I'm and honest it,
1: with you, i don't think i know what that is well
3: right? it's about the, like the main character is death <laughs> and you know like okay. it's like death's relatives and like you know you like you got like a heroin addict and there's you know like a fucking um I don't know what they like. A, there's like a transsexual and like there's all kinds of elements that you definitely wouldn't want a 10 year old seeing. you know, yes. right, right.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: But then yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well,
2: I, and I find that with myself, we talk about that quite often. Like with my kids, cause my kids love horror. They love scary stuff. Like, so they're like, "Hey, I want to watch this," and I'm like, "You can't watch that."
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know? well, it, it's also interesting because yeah, when I was younger, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume we're like pretty close to uh, the the. I'm thirty. Same.
2: I'm thirty-six. So.
3: I'm I'm thirty-seven.
2: He's a hundred
3: you five. They're oh. <laughs> old. All right. Yeah, I just well I. Well, I'm 50. well well, well
1: minimal all right. You know you're looking, I'm fifty. Yeah. I grew up on eighties thrash
3: metal. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And yeah, fucking uh anthrax before it was cool, right? Fuck yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Um, but uh, I guess it's like the for me it was the shit that was around and there's so like there's things that take it, an outsized place like you know, like Pumpkinhead when I was a kid, oh, you know. Fuck yeah. I love that. Dude, Pumpkinhead, I mean, what I really love is I love a story that has, like, you know, it has a good fucking art design element, you know, like, you got, like, if Stan Winston's in there, it's killing it, he directed that movie, too, and then, and then you, and then you have, um, I like the certain tropes of horror movies, I think they're always excellent, like, you got, like, you know, like witch, wizards, uh, shaman, uh, sage, something like that, you know? Yeah. So you you got the old you. So you got the the old crone in that movie. It's like, Ed Hardy, you might not be able to pay the price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and then, you know, and I think in a lot of great uh, horror movies, it's, you're watching like not only people battling the big stakes in terms of uh, combating the supernatural, but you're what you're also looking at is oftentimes there's a tragedy that they're dealing with at the same time, and you know, you could. I couldn't quite get it when I was a kid. So, like you, like yeah. you saw this little kid die, and you know, like I'm, you know, it was, you know, it was probably like, oh, pretty. Oh yeah,
1: that sucks. The kid died. Let's move
3: yeah. on. Yeah, well, exactly. Or, or I was like, man, I wonder how much easier my life would be if my brother stopped breaking into my room you know like you know, I, you, know you like because you, you're a kid you know you're a little yeah. piece of you're a little piece of shit i mean like kids are innocent but you know like also check out lord of the flies man it's not quite oh, yeah. the, oh, God. Yeah. It's, it's not quite the way you think it is you know what i mean that's like we talk about all the time
2: you know <clears throat> the scariest thing out there there's monsters demons and all that stuff but the scariest thing out there are humans man
3: yeah well for sure i mean the scariest thing out there is the the fact of human beings being able to perceive how scary things are yeah, you know yeah. and then and then they can create it and then they can uh, you know heap upon it and build upon it and raise the stakes in a way that even life uh, which can I don't think as a a rule universally is cruel, but can be uh, immensely cruel. You can add wickedness and you can add demons to it. And then it's just like, wow, you know, you can, you can bug people out. I mean, imagine like being able to make a movie. And I think it's incredible because I think like to make a movie, all the elements have to be right. You know, it can't just like you have, you have one actor that's off and you're Amber Heard and you're taking people out of (laughs) You're taking people out hey, of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like fucking. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. You know, that that part that part of this year is gone. All right, right? and I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about how. I have, like, nothing to do during my days now because one of the books is being edited and I can't watch The Trial. I would never bring that up here. I'm
0: not.
3: (laughs) (laughs) uh, It's just an all-around shitty situation, you know?
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I won't get into it. I know people, you know, get get in their firm positions, but, like... Oh, yeah. To be
2: honest with you, I never even watched anything to do with it.
1: Uh, I want a woman that's an angel in the streets and shits on the sheets.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The The most I... the All the news I got from it is all from memes. So that's the only, that's <laughs> yeah. literally the only thing that I. <laughs> well,
3: that's, that's. All I, I, I know but for me, you know, like I said, like my mom was a prosecutor. So like I used to go into court all the time. And for me, the best way, I'll just say this for anyone who you want, was like some free legal advice. Don't take it because free legal advice is worth what it's priced. But, uh, you know, like just answer the questions. Don't perform. <laughs> yeah. Don't try to perform People. One of the most amazing things about human beings is the inborn bullshit detector. Oh you know? d- yeah, yeah. And so, like getting back to to movies, that's why making movies is so fucking difficult, because it has to mirror reality, even when you're talking about things that people have never seen in the in the world. Yeah. You no. Know? Right. I mean, even I mean, I understand that you know people have you know their their own thoughts on you know like like cryptid zoology uh, uh they have their own thoughts on you know supernaturalism and you know like you guys talked about theosophy and like of course like the Akashic Records it's largely I mean I'm not the you believe what you want to believe but we're talking about in terms of what we're able to perceive it's speculative you mm-hmm. know yeah, exactly. you can't you can't print out a piece of paper and say here's you know you know page uh uh infinitum squared of the akashic records right and so even when you're doing that in fucking movies you have to make it like it's real yep, people, yeah people people can't be taken out of it
1: Unbelievable.
3: exactly and that's why you know for me like the some of the be- the, the, the 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 auteur the, the director who does the best job of that for me for me john carpenter oh. Did we
2: did we just become <laughs> <the> best friends? <laughs> yup. <times>. Yep. yep. <laughs> Dude yeah. so, uh, yeah,
1: so much interactivity. Greatest movie ever made was Halloween nineteen seventy. Let,
2: let him let him speak his piece on uh, Carpenter, because yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. I was it's funny you start talking about that and I was I was gonna bring up Carpenter. I was gonna be like yeah. the yeah. way that he makes atmosphere in movies and the way he makes you
3: feel. But go ahead. Let you Oh so the you know People point to Halloween. The, pro, the the issue with Halloween is like Halloween is like like a Mike Tyson, you know. Like, it's it's almost kind of like so much ink has been spilled and so many you know words spent on on describing what's right. like like you're talking about the canon of fucking uh, of fucking horror movies. Right. You're talking about like the standard for slashers. Yeah, you know, I mean, really, you're talking about the standard for. Sl- for slashers and you're talking about something that was so fucking popular that even though he initially envisioned it as being uh, an anthology right because you have like a uh, season of the witch right. that you know the the sequel that comes out people are like no we have to see michael myers right you know right. and i think that's like i'll get into carpenter but the thing about uh, michael myers that's so compelling first of all you have um I can't, be- I can't believe I can't remember this guy's name on it. On uh, any other day, um, uh, the the doctor uh, press. Oh, Loomis? oh Loomis. Yeah, yeah, Pleasant. You- Donald Pleasant. Thank you, Pleasants. Yeah, Pleasance. yeah doc- uh, Donald Pleasance. Um He so he provides like that key role. He's like so we say I said earlier like sage, wizard, witch. Okay, but right. what we're talking about here are archetypes, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about things that that people see and they recognize either uh, because they've seen it in their own life or they know from culture uh, what that figure is supposed to represent. And he represents, you know, sort of like the um, he represents, I think, like either um, the wise old man or the or or the wizard or or especially because, you know, like we're anchored very, very strongly in um, and like basically the 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 myth various mythos, and I don't say it like myth is like oh it's fake. I mean like yeah. the the mythology of of Judeo Christian civilization, right? Mm-hmm. And and so what we're looking at uh, uh, there is, uh, and I say that because like for instance, think about the most prominent um, the most prominent monsters. You know, like the the biggest one has to, the biggest ones have to be spirits and vampires, right? Yeah. And, and, and spirits are derived from, like, the spiritualism of the late 19th century, and, you know, people wanting to commune, um, and then, like, even the things that aren't of our culture are a byproduct of the way the west views other cultures you know yes. so so like like the, the idea of the seance you know what i mean it's mystical because it's from the east you know what are the things that that people study you know like it's it's something that's uh rooted in, in like far away uh mesopotamia so like and then vampires vampires remember <laughs> resemble like the the threat to christian evil man mm-hmm. you know and um I, I mean this is this is not meant i I think that the way that people come to old archetypal uh, characters, it it shows their ability as artists. And so, like, if you think about the way that someone can tackle something like the vampire, like for me, the most interesting shit that's ever happened with vampires, it's either uh, no, it has to be uh, Guillermo del Toro in the in oh. the it, it has to, it yeah. for me, it has to be. You know, because he he like just you take it and you create this. um, You you, he what he did is he incorporated like larger fears, you know, and we didn't even know how scared we were of like pandemics or or disease spread until recently. Right. But the idea in Blade 2 that like this is a disease that's being spread, you know, and just like other diseases, it mutates and it becomes more powerful. You
2: know, yeah, but, I, and Blade too is just such a great fucking
3: yeah. film. Oh
0: yeah,
2: but um, you know, I gotta say one of my um my favorite representations of vampires is uh, Thirty Days of Night.
3: Excellent. I Excellent. mean, yeah.
2: the way that they did that, the vampires there is just fucking killer. I mean, that's the way I would look. I would picture like what a vampire should be. You know, right. like I, what it would be if you're bloodthirsty. Yeah, and yeah. you know. That's, you got the romantic, you know, the romance from it Mm -hmm. back in the day. That's, oh, they're so, they're seductive and all this stuff. But I mean, think about it. What the fuck is seductive about somebody who's fucking dead, cold? You don't, you know, they have no heartbeat. They're fucking, you know, in real life, if you think about it, you, you would never want to fucking touch something that's cold to your touch and has no
3: fucking soul. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Nobody out, out there ever ends up with a cold soulless partner. <laughs> come on,
1: come I, guess, on. Hey, I guess didn't you just say something about no punch
2: <laughs> i guess i'm lucky i guess i'm lucky in that yeah, aspect
3: yeah yeah i mean yeah you're 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 lucky you're lucky i'm i'm lucky my you know my my yeah my wife's cool as shit you know so was
2: mine so I, is and mine. we've been together 20 years
3: yeah, well and, good, on, good and, on you, man. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. But you know what I was gonna say is kind of getting into what you were talking about, how um how we how we view other cultures and how um I think of it kind of like how humans are all connected. So no matter where you're from, you're going to you no matter where you're from, you're gonna think vampires are crazy. No matter where you're from, you're gonna, you're, everyone's scared of the dark for a reason. You're not scared of, of the dark. You're scared of what's in the dark because it's in your DNA. Yes, you know that's it's it's in your DNA. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, because unless
1: you're in prison, then it's on your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: Sorry. <laughs> uh, or
3: uh, uh, and if you have a generous, generous penitentiary partner, perhaps some washes off into the shower drain.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Please, no spillage. But anyways, uh, you know, I think that uh, it's 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 crazy because oh, I, you see this a lot, and it's just like to bring up a, a for instance, like um, people come together when shit gets real. I could be in a room full of people that I have no fucking clue who they are, never met before in my life. Say I'm at an airport, just people coming and going over the place. If someone comes in there, if a Michael Myers character comes in there or something, or someone comes in there doing something, we're going to connect.
1: Half the people are going to try and get an autograph.
2: Yeah. The other half are going to run. Well, you know what I'm saying? Now, if somebody come in there, if, if I don't want to talk about it like this because it's kind of a bad time, but like someone's coming there shooting. If someone come in there to do a shooting, you're going to connect with somebody. If I never met you in my life and someone starts shooting, I'm going to grab your shoulder. I'm going to go get down, do it, yeah. go. And you're going to go. So we're all connected on a level and um, getting back to, you know, being afraid of what's in the dark. That's because that's, what, that's when your little brother got eaten, was in the dark. That's whenever your mom, you know, whoever, got killed in the dark from whatever side to come out and kill them. Leopards, whatever it may be. In the dark. In a shot in, in the, the dark. Night. But anyways.
3: Uh, in the
0: dark. Yeah. Oh.
3: Well, I mean, there are true horrors in the world that, ha- that happen that aren't tragedies. They are sheer horror. For instance, um, I forget the the uh, crocodiles name. There's a crocodile that was like eating people all along the fucking. I believe it was the Nile. Certainly it was. Yeah, yeah. it was it was in Africa. There is I can't imagine anything more terrifying. God forbid your last moments are you see the last remnant of the the fucking dinosaurs Mm -hmm. come come out with a with a fucking jaw, basically. You know, half the size of a, a full-grown man, and dragging you down into, like, the black, black water.
2: Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. It just in the like, dark.
3: In the fucking dark. In the night. <laughs> in the night. But that, I mean, it just All happened.
2: Right,
1: that's, uh, that's from The Haunting.
2: and That uh, just happened yeah. not too, not too long ago. You know, a few years ago, to a little three-year-old boy in Florida at Disneyland. Yeah. Gator comes up, grabs a little three-year-old boy, kills him. I mean, it's like, what the fuck happened to a golfer? Bit his arm
1: off, and he had a
2: wooden hand.
3: Ah oh, oh. Jesus, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and then, you know. But you know what? Ultimately, I remember reading that story. It was a redemptive story because he found a guy who was lost in life, and he helped to impart his golfing gift to him. And then that guy saved his grandmother's house.
1: He did. He absolutely did. Yes.
3: Ryan's sitting here like, what the hell are you two talking about? I know exactly what the (laughs) fuck you're talking about. True I story. Watched that like
2: three
1: days ago.
3: True story. I just ran through all all the fucking Adam Sandler movies, man.
1: Talking about alligators, hell, there was an alligator in the sewer in New York back in the seventies. <laughs> I just watched that movie the other night. Come
3: on, dude, uh, dude. There is everything in the sewers in New York. <laughs> let, let, let me tell you something. If like you really want to, you really want to learn about a city you go talk to any, you go talk to the hobos or the fucking crackheads that live under bridges. All right. Yeah. And they will, they will tell you some shit. And let me tell you, if even 3% of that is true, there's, there's shit out there that could just be made on fucking true TV. That would, <laughs> that would rival anything that Clive Barker has written. You so, know? What you're,
2: so what you're saying is you need to go to one of my family reunions.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> uh,
2: no. yeah. uh, shit. No, but you know, um, I like to talk to people about, you know, um, so something we talk to people about when they come on usually uh, is, of course, what's your favorite scary movie?
3: Ooh, favorite horror film or favorite scary movie?
2: We'll say horror film. Okay,
3: because if if you're if you're asking favorite scary movie, then I have to go with what scares the shit out of me, right? Right. And I and I would say. uh changeling with george c scott oh
1: dude i yeah. love that film
3: that movie fucking freak creepy the sh- oh my god i was just and you know, i can't i've watched it two times ever it really bugs me out yeah. man yeah. um you it know it still when,
1: holds up today because
3: i watch it occasionally and oh yeah
1: great, that. Man.
3: Yeah, that movie. There are certain movies that hold. I'm gonna. I'm gonna answer the fucking question. But I'm just, there are movies I'm that hold sure up. Sure, you like, will. No. <laughs> <laughs> I I I went back and I, you know, uh, I'm gonna invoke my Fifth Amendment horror right and not. Yeah. No, uh, there are movies that hold up like. If you watch something that that only needed passable effects, like uh, the Mummy with mm, Boris yeah. Car- Karloff, yeah. I was like, man, it's like. The performances are so strong mm-hmm. that the tropes are so good. You know, like you don't think like, like some of the stuff that came out early basically informed what came out of Hollywood for fucking 80 years. You know, yeah. favorite scary movie, though, Fa- favorite horror movie has to be the thing. Just, it, nice, just nice. the remake just the Carpenter. Uh, I like the prequel. I did, but definitely oh, not, not. Really? Yeah, I really i li- i liked it a lot. I, well, I like
1: you, you know the carpenters. The thing is a really yes, yes.
3: Yeah, yeah. I um, and you know, when I really enjoy something, I you know, like I I only go to the source material after I feel like I know the 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 real thing. So I watched the thing. I mean. I'm sure I've watched it 50 times. I'm sure. Yeah. And yeah. I know people throw out numbers, you know, because oh, they're yeah. like, exaggerated, but I'm sure I've watched it 50 times.
1: I don't think I've
3: watched it 50 times, but I've, I've seen it quite a few times. Yeah. Um, Great film. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, like Car- Carpenter, you know, we were talking about this. For all the reasons that I, I enjoy the thing, that's really what I like about all of Carpenter's movies. You know, like the characters are so strong. Yeah. Yes. so fucking strong and you, and you know them and you let in he gets into their it, what makes them tick early mm-hmm. and because the thing is if you know a character then you you know exactly what the stakes are even when they're not on screen like with uh dr loomis mm-hmm. right that whole thing his view of michael myers is that he's evil right and it, and if he and it's what's really interesting is in that time like in the 70s you're talking about you know, on the on the heels of like, I mean, maybe not directly at the same time, but like, behaviorism is very popular. So the idea that like people's actions are consequences of circumstances, and Doctor Loomis, who is a trained medical doctor in that movie, says no, this man is just evil. Yeah, yeah. this man yeah. is.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's why we love that movie so much is because. Carpenter did so much with so little. Yeah, and you know, um, it, it, it it's crazy how someone can, a character can scare you and you never hear them speak. Oh you never yeah, hear you know you never hear you know, you hear them breathing just breathing through the mask. You know, uh, Carpenter was just so great as we always talk about with atmosphere. And the way he does his music, his scores, and, I mean, just the right, perfect timing and things like that, you know. Uh, it's little things like that that make a movie or break a movie.
3: It's the whole picture, right? You know, yeah. I mean, that, that's, us, that's what we've been talking about here. Carpenter was amazing because he could do the whole fucking thing himself.
2: Yeah, we talked about that.
3: Now, now, listen, now listen, that's not completely true. And I know there's all kinds of players out yes, there. Yes, of
2: course.
1: There
3: are. There are. Yeah, course. I mean, you know. The
1: Carpenter did things simply. Yes. I'm not saying that his movies are simple. It's just his mind, the way he thought about things, the way he put things together. He's like, I don't need to show you
2: everything to
1: cause that f- fear.
2: Well, that's you what know. made the fear, is that you did, the not right. knowing is what was exactly you know and that's why we talk about it a million times we're not going to go too far into it but that's why like with rob zombies remake of it you know the brutality was great and all that stuff but if they would just done away with the background story the first
1: 15 20 minutes of the movie you you know know, i mean
2: we didn't need that the whole point of mike myers was because you did not know
3: i i mean for for me rob zombie it's like when he would he Gra- when he riffs on a, on a really great aesthetic idea, because that's, that's his strength, you know, like what you're seeing, what you're hearing. Yeah. Um, Rob Zombie, you know, uh, he has a reverence, uh, you, uh, like I think for like Grindhouse movies and for the, sla- yeah. and the slasher classics. But, you know, uh, uh, this is not to denigrate him, but it ta- it's a very different type of mind that is very strong with storytelling. You know, yes, right. and and John Carpenter, if he lived two thousand years ago, would be sitting by a fire in the middle of the night spooking people.
2: Exactly, yeah.
3: exactly. Absolutely. You know, because because like, have you I'm, seen him lately? He could do that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I love this. So, like, you know, apparently, what he's really into now is video games. That's I hear. Yeah. yeah, but uh, and and he scores all kinds of different stuff. He's back to scoring. He is, I mean. The interesting thing to me is that the one movie that he didn't score, my favorite, *The Thing*, scored by Ennio Morricone. And they asked him, "What did you do?" He's like, "Well, I listened to John Carpenter's other soundtracks and I tried to mimic that." You know. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> there you go.
0: Yeah. And
3: and like and it's really you know like I didn't understand I didn't ever assume it, it was Carpenter because you know like I I actually knew Ennio Morricone by, by name before I really knew John Carpenter by name because of like Spaghetti Westerns and because okay. I, I really liked um, like um, um, The Untouchables and so like some of the scores that he had done I'm like man that shit's just cool you know yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
3: Um, but what, what, that it's basically taking a, a, a musical or a, like a, a tonal theme that John Carpenter used the beginning of the thing it's just a bass line, but oh boy, does it set it up, you know? Yeah. Like that that fucking thump, that like heartbeat thump, and then the strings come in just like slow and eerie, and it's it speaks to what you can do with simplicity, you know?
2: Yeah, man. That's like, um, you know, we talk about that soundtracks and things or just scores, yeah. and there's some of them that are just iconic, you know? Like for me, the Phantasm. Phantasm is like one of my all-time favorite movies period ever and very
3: ever. very very cool i think i watched all the way through number five i've got oh. all
2: of them and you know they get a little corny but you know what man i i think that that storyline is fucking amazing
3: yeah like
1: look get corny because they're fucking hot as love
2: hot as <laughs> but you know i mean um just the that theme song alone or the the intro their music, that music as soon as i hear that dude yeah boom it like fucking transport me Hits me right in the chest back to when I was fucking like eight years old. Yeah, you know? see,
1: and that's a big thing for us. Like movies, movies, movies and music do that really well. They'll take you back in time, you know, and make you feel like a kid again.
3: Yeah, absolutely. But what's really thrilling is when you hear something new as an adult, and this is incredibly rare, and it touches the same place that where you were touched as as a kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait,
3: wait, wait. Yeah. We, the, you know, uh, I know about, uh, emotionally. Emotionally. Oh,
0: oh,
1: oh. I was like, oh. wait a minute. What do we Emotion-
3: touch It t- touches you in the same place where your uncle. or uh, Another movie. Yeah. <laughs> where another Father movie. Flannery? Is that you? Oh, my God. That running bit in Deadpool. I fucking love that. You know, like. <laughs> Got Master Kevin? <laughs> but yeah, you're right.
2: You're right. You know, um, there's. When you, it it's like um the first it's like when we first saw The Conjuring. Yeah. When The Conjuring first came out, you yeah. know, we talked about that before, how like James Wan kind of saved horror there for a while because there was yeah. nothing going on in horror movies, and then The
1: Conjuring was made. There was, but it was a lot of you know we were we were coming off that whole, you know, the, we're, we were coming out of the '90s into the 2000s, and we were still doing a lot of like. What, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but we were still doing a lot of Scream. Well, Scream by like, far is... What, you know, I know what you did last summer. You know, that type
2: of... In between the 80s know. and, like, you know, there's a few in the 90s, but, like, Scream was that one that was between the it time of the yeah. of the Conjuring. I think we talked about it before. Scream is, like, a highly underrated film. Absolutely. Well,
3: I mean... Go ahead. Wes Craven is basically, like, carrying the flag through through 10 15 years yeah you, you go and rewatch those movies they're very smart movies yeah you yes, know absolutely. like the way they par- the characters are like the way like the way they parody the media with courtney cox i mean he nails it you know yeah in, yeah, yeah. in, in the in the in the second one where she, you know I wish she
1: i would have liked to have nailed that <laughs> yeah
3: but, yeah well <laughs> not so much anymore but you know. uh it's hard. I, you know what? Yes. I, yes. I, I, I feel. I just like. I feel. I feel for anyone who goes out to Hollywood when they're yes. young. When they're young, and you know, you got everything, and then you're you've made a career, and you can't make a lateral from entertainment, you know, to like being an actuary, you know. <laughs> so you're you're stuck in that career, and like maybe your values change. But the worth or, or the expectations people put on you—they don't change, and so that's why I say, like, for, for 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 me, I just like I cannot get behind facial plastic surgery.
0: No,
2: it's so no, funny you no, said no. that because I swear to God, on my life, we watched. Yeah, because at one
1: time we, I wanted to fuck Mickey Roar. <laughs> <time I was. laughs>
2: no, I'm just. Kidding. We watched. We watched the new Scream right here. Oh. All right, and we're sitting there and then that first scene whenever fucking Courtney Cox turns around you see her from the back and then yeah. she turns around I literally was like oh god
0: <laughs> I was like yeah. what the
2: fuck was that
3: I think they're downstairs yeah <laughs> No, yeah, we're hiding in the bushels. <laughs> but it's my mother that's my no. mother in law. I, I love her. She pops in like Kramer from Seinfeld. You know? <laughs> like like I swear when she like she comes through a door, it's gonna like bomb, 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 boum. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
2: Uh, let's just keep oh, hey, let's just keep her off uh, comedy <laughs> stages then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, uh, that's funny you were talking about that, you know, because then you look at her and you you compare it to like
3: Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, it's also like, this is why it sucks for them because it's like, where you look at her, I mean, you know, next to like one of the the Best physically maintained and beautiful woman in the world, god, she doesn't even look that good. Well, you know? I, compare, I compare
0: them
3: because I, I think of friends, <laughs> yeah, for you sure. Know? It's- yeah. You know, but I, you know what I mean? But like, I have the experience because, like, I'm in New York, so sometimes you see like celebrities in person, you know, and like, you see like celebrities, or it's just like you don't understand, like, when you see them in, per- in person, they're like a different species you know yeah. you're like wow you're like really good looking you know? <laughs> yeah. you're like you're like good looking that like like maybe it's like sending out like a chemical or something yeah pheromone
2: yeah that yeah that's you know? what uh i was listening to the podcast um i was, hey, on, I was the, on the car
1: the other day and i released my own scent. Yeah. <laughs> nobody was impressed
2: <laughs> not even me
0: nah. but no uh
2: i was listening to the podcast and they were talking about that and they said they seen uh one of the guys seen um uh Kate Beckinsale at a party. Oh my God. And he's like, it he literally, it was just like, uh, she's like one of the most gorgeous women w- alive. He was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> he's like, there's no way that something is supposed to look that fucking. Yeah.
3: Good yeah. 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 I was like, it's almost like you see him a person like fake, not a real being. Yes. Yeah. You're an alien. Yeah.
2: You're a lizard people. Or something. Like- yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, you
2: know, no, uh, getting back into the, like the horror thing. Um, and we get back into your books too, as well. Yeah, so, um Kind of promote yourself on here. That's what we like to. <laughs> we'll we we'll, we will wind up we going down a fucking. Up
1: himself and we're just rambling now.
3: I, I, honestly, I, I like. I'm happy to. We could save it for the end. Like I, I like. To me, I'm so. The reason that I even write is because I'm so passionate about. The, like the great stories and horror. To me, it's. It's a travesty that they are not valued the way that uh, like a a common drama is yeah because you you look like to loop back around to the thing right what you're looking at is like basically someone who took an incredible concept from a book who goes there and then combined it with like like canonical fucking actors like kurt russell who's a carpenter mainstay and like keith david
2: Yes, Keith David.
3: Yeah, 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 you know, like if you don't like Keith David, you get out. Yeah, Yeah. it was. I always think of that. I always say to to to, uh, my wife, I love the Barb brady line from South Park. It's like, well, you ain't Fiona Apple, and if you ain't Fiona Apple, I don't give a rat's ass. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, well, you ain't Keith David.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. but You know, that's he, funny that you would say that. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not trying to cut you off here. Yeah, he does, he does it all, about, He does it constantly. Can, can you guys imagine <laughs> if fucking Kurt Russell would have been in fucking uh, They Live? Oh, Instead dude. of fucking Roddy Piper?
2: No, listen. I love I'm Kurt Russell. But Roddy
1: Piper was strong I'm in
3: that. Yes, man. absolutely. Piper was the fucking man But that would have been a totally different
1: movie man. with fucking Kurt
3: Russell in it. It would have been totally different, but the thing is, it's like it's almost like if you watch it's always sunny and you see you see uh roddy piper as maniac, right where he's yeah. like you know and you understand that like basically what's under the what's under the skin you know per, in terms of uh, what he does in performance you know like you go back and you and and, and just like it speaks to carpenter's strengths because like the, I forget who said they were going through the script, right? Like maybe a cinematographer or, yeah. or, 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 you know, assistant director. And he's, and the guy's like, there's seven blank pages here. And he's like, that's for a fight scene. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and he, and like the idea like that he would, it's this movie that at first glance, or like if the idea is presented, it wouldn't make sense. Cause like, basically like I'm, I'm doing a very, very like nuanced, but, hard-hitting commentary on materialism on the very specific place that America was in terms of uh, of, um, uh, the way that uh, our economics impact culture or however you want to put it right I mean like there's there's a million different takes but without naming what he was doing there you understand very easily right mm -hmm. absolutely right very easily right you know like you got your eyes closed you're a fucking zombie you know buy shit you know yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a profound message, but it's like a pretty simple fucking message, you know? a yeah.
1: fucking scene in the fucking convenience store. You, honey? Yeah.
0: you yeah. bad.
3: This one, real ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh I,
3: I, and also, that movie has like some of the like, I came here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and yeah. I'm all out of bubble gum.
2: Yeah, absolutely. One of the greatest fucking lines
1: ever.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's
2: so stupid, but it was awesome. You know, and nobody it's, could. I, <clears throat> I say that nobody could do it like Piper, but if anybody could, it would be Kurt Russell.
3: Yeah, well, because you know he could he can pull off the, uh, like a like a some dude who's seen some brutal shit, and he just maybe he's phased about it, but you'd never know. Like Jack yeah. Burton, yeah. yeah, like Jack Burton, like Sna- Snake Pliskin. Yeah, yes. you know, you it's
2: know. All the reflexes.
3: Yeah, exactly. That uh, whole intro,
2: that movie too. Yeah, when
3: yeah. he's driving yeah,
2: that yeah. truck, I fucking love it.
3: It's so good, and it's like, and it's got all those fucking. I wish I could remember like all those uh, nonsense lines in it too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just like fucking Carpenter. He's the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like the the idea, like you get back to the fight. He had the vision, and he had the fucking guts. You know, and he's like, "I don't care. We're doing some sophisticated fucking parody, but I'm gonna give you one of the most iconic fucking action scenes ever." Yeah. Yeah. That was a great fucking yeah. scene too. A- and and it, what impresses me is like when someone makes a choice, a very strong choice for who they want to have in their films. Mm-hmm. I th- I think of uh, James Gunn, right? Because mm-hmm. if you if you mm-hmm. if you seen Peacemaker, right? You know, okay, John Cena makes sense 25 30 years ago yeah that's a very particular choice but he knew he had a vision he had faith and he delivers and then you got the guy that plays Clemson Myrn. I can't remember the actor's name he's a fucking Shakespearean actor over in the UK yeah so so it's that kind of confidence as an artist and creator that shows through in the story it's it's almost like the the it's like the pixie dust the magic that's in the air Mm -hmm. you you know that you're being you know uh uh you know that the message is is being carried to the mountaintop you're not leaving the story you're in it you're in it like like,
2: and and it's not just the protagonists that do that it's like when you get that one character god i can't wait to watch that motherfucker get his head chopped off you know what i'm
3: saying (laughs) dude dude if you hate somebody on screen and you cannot leave that hatred on the screen. Like, for uh, for instance, uh, what's the name of uh, uh, Wal- Walter White's uh, Sky- Skyler, the wife in Breaking Bad? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said people would scream at her in the streets. <laughs> Do you know how good of a fucking actress you have to be for people to, like, really not be able to separate in real? I mean, I'm not talking about a couple of crazies. I'm talking about everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. like people hate you for for doing a great job bringing them the art they want to see. Yeah. They hate you for it. Dude, That's it's how, funny. The one person that I think of that
1: just popped into my head was fucking uh, William Atherton. Uh you know, he was in Ghostbusters. Uh, <laughs> this guy had a oh,
0: dick, yeah. you know. And then he was also he
1: it's, was a fucking complete cocksmoke and fucking uh, real genius too.
3: Oh yeah, and it and and, uh, and and die hard right he's yeah the, yeah absolutely <laughs> he's like he's a, he's the scumbag he always plays the fucking scumbag yeah y- 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 you know and like some people you know some people get pigeonholed and it's just like but you're so good at it you know yeah, like yeah.
1: you but, see that guy in a straight role and you're like wait that's not
2: that's not the same guy what the mm-hmm. hell did you do to him <laughs>
1: that's
3: yeah
2: like a, it sounds fuck. It sounds funny but have you watched stranger things you watched yeah, yeah yeah sure yeah, yeah oh dude the new season I loved it. But uh there's a girl on there who's like a bully.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And I find yeah. myself I'm like, God, I fucking just can't wait for that fucking bitch to get her fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? To the point I was watching it with my son, and my son's he'll be nine in July. Mm-hmm. But uh I was watching it with him and he's sitting there and I'm like, there's a whole group of these kids picking on, you know, picking on somebody. And I right. hate I fucking hate bullies. I hate that shit, you know. Um and, I, you know, I taught, I, I teach my kids how to fight. I, I I don't know if you know much. I used to do MMA a long time ago, Off, you know, martial arts a long time, but whatever. But I told my son, I'm like, you see that shit? I said, that's a fucking bully. A bully. I said, I fucking hate bullies. So said, don't ever do that, somebody. I said, yeah. you see how that kid's crying? And that's what really got me was the way the kid was crying. Yeah.
1: Now give me your lunch money.
2: You know? <laughs> and I'm like, go make me a sandwich. No. no. I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, you know. You see how that kid act uh kid feels? I said, you don't ever want to make somebody feel that way. I said, you ever see that shit, you put it into it, you know? And that 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 feeds so the main the next that day char- the kid
1: comes
3: home with a black eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that character It's like crying. dad Dad, I wish I didn't skip ahead three grades. It's really hard to defend people.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> well, they
2: anyways. Yeah. Never mind. I'm not gonna get into it <laughs> But, uh, because my five-year-old punched a fucking 11-year-old in the face the other day, Oh god! (laughs) but the kid hit him on top of his head, like hit him pretty hard. My son's like, turn around, hit him, say, well, you do what you're supposed to do, you know? But anyways, what I was going to get at is that character who's crying on the ground makes this character who's the evil fucking little shit, even more of a better character yeah. Because of the way More that one yes, the way that one's acting is feeding your fuel for this fucking one who's doing a great job of being an asshole and you're like, <laughs> you know. It's <laughs> yeah. just like you talked about, it's that
3: people don't think about it cuz when when they talk about chemistry, they're always talking about, you know, like sort of for me which is like, you know, unless it's actually a romance, right? You know, like in there are very few excellent ro- romance movies. I mean, I haven't seen that many, but, you know, like yeah. very few, few few, have been made. Like yes. I think a lot, like Blue Valentine with Ryan Gosling um, and um, Michelle Williams. And that, that shit was so fucking sad I could only watch it one time. But it was like a brilliant fucking romance, mm-hmm. right? So when people talk about chemistry, they're always thinking about that. But the truth is, the truth is, is the best fucking chemistry that you can have is between the good guy and the bad guy
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know
3: absolutely
1: That's if you have your story
3: exactly i mean th- you know think about like um like i always say like like um like superman and uh general zod you know yeah uh, uh, and uh and in terms of uh, uh, chris christopher reeve and uh and terence stamp maybe it wasn't incredible chemistry actually between hackman and christopher reeve was probably better you know a little punchier a little funnier but the characters, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's where we loop back around to, like, what people recognize. They, you know, they recognize, you know, like, this is a type of person. This is outside of science fiction, outside of horror. This is a type of person, a person who's like, I know what's right, not just for me, but for everybody in the world. And it doesn't matter what I have to do to do it. And, you know, like, the people who don't agree with me, they aren't really people.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
3: yeah, and this is, the, like, this is the fundamentally... The, the problem with uh, people like that is you block out um, basically all, all the whole river flow of ideas that can come with interacting with someone that you might even f- find repugnant.
0: Yes, right. yeah.
3: You know, e- 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 and the thing is, is like, what you want to do, and I can't help but think of the fucking death trial. It's <laughs> like, so, sorry, guys, sorry, sorry, sorry. But, you know, like, what you want to do is if someone's a clown, you want to let them talk, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. you want you to him... put their own foot in their mouth. Yeah, exactly. You know, Mike Myers doesn't have to fucking say w- what he is, because his actions in a terrifying way indicate exactly that. And, you know, more than that, his silence adds to it. Right? Yes. Right. But the reason why a trope of movies is the, the villain monologuing. It's because it makes perfect sense. You know yeah that was my uh the uh, uh the Randy blight from uh, Lamb of god high screech that was my
0: three
3: <laughs> that was my three year old I was thinking yeah. tatiana from fucking ginger ooh there you go that's, <laughs> a, yeah, that's a fucking good one. That's a fucking good one. I always think about like I, I know it's like totally nebulous, but like in how Arch Enemy had like two female singers that and could sing both like fucking phenomenal. Like, well, how the shit did that I mean, happen? Fucking, it was
1: it was crazy. I met fucking Angela in St. Louis, um, oh years and years ago.
0: Gorgeous. And
1: to walk up to her, she is just absolutely gorgeous. And to hear her sing, it was like fucking unbelievable it's so funny i fucking
2: i send i sent a video i sent uh pisces by ginger i i i text jt i'm like hey you ever heard of uh ginger and he's like no i'm like check this no fucking- it
1: wasn't pisces that yeah, was, was pisces like, no because it, it was a live video it was from oh
2: a- no it was a perennial
1: perennial yeah you're right you're
2: i sent right. the perennial live from Vakin. yeah and dude he was like what the
1: <laughs> yeah, like, and dude, I immediately went out and bought all their shit and fucking, it was crazy because they, uh, uh, last year, uh, year before last, they started their U.S. tour in St. Louis, Missouri, and I had a buddy of mine. His band was opening up for them, wow. and, uh, I, I was like, dude, you got to get me a ticket. They were playing at a small club, and, uh, he was like, yeah, man, I'll get you tickets. I'll get you tickets. Well, all of a sudden the fucking show sold out and none of the bands got any tickets so i didn't get to see them so i'm like fuck all right whatever so they were supposed to tour this year so i as soon as i heard about it i immediately got on and i got us tickets for it and then they canceled the tour because of what's going on in ukraine which i mean i don't blame them you know it's it's crazy it's a fucking tragedy what's going on over there but uh dude i'm so upset that i haven't got to see them yet
3: yeah I, yeah, I, it's funny cause like my reference point. So my, my, I have a brother he used to uh, live in the Ukraine lived there for a long time. One of his baby mom is Ukrainian. Nice. Um, so he's, he is, uh, people over there. And so like, I sort of had this natural touch point because you know, I got, I got, uh, relatives and in-laws and, um, uh, so yeah. like, I really, before this whole thing happened, I was a huge admirer of, uh, you know, Alexei Novikov, he won world's strongest man, like three mm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like I watch his videos, and you know, like I I love strength sports, uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> fucking a Const- right man, constantly fucking working out. But but but, yeah. but, uh, but uh, I I'm watching his videos, and you see him training because like uh, you know, like Ukraine needs everybody, and he's a uh, you know he's. Yeah. He's a healthy young man, clearly, you know, absolutely. And, and you see him in like the fucking flak jacket with the machine gun. And I'm like, man, this is like fucking Predator. Could you imagine seeing this guy come at you? You know, you're like, fuck. What who, who was
2: um, Weren't those two? Oh, crap. Why am I drawing a fucking blank? The Klitsch, Klitschko.
3: Yeah, I mean, Vladimir Klitschko, he was like a, a, him and what, his brother. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They were, but one was like the uh, heavyweight I, champion of the world boxing. Well, they both were at, at, yes. at, at points. They both were at points. Uh, uh, Vladimir, uh, Vladimir, and Vital. Uh, I, feel, I believe the other one's Vitali. And they like both have PhDs in sports science, and they like both were in politics, and they both like, look exactly the same. Yeah. So, so like, if you just want to say Klitschko, people will get what you're saying. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. Well, well funny, you know, funny, like an, another one. You know the guy who played... Um, um, God, I, I can't remember the lead character's name, which is bizarre because I watch Blade two probably once every two months. Oh but yeah, the the the, the vampire. Oh, uh, the, the, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Remember that no, one? No, no. You, t- not, you talking no, about Frost? I, uh, Frost? Oh no, 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 no. In the second one, I'm not talking about uh, uh, Dora
2: or. Whatever, it what, was what,
3: Stephen, um, Stephen. Dwarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was amazing in the third season of True Detective? By the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, but um, dude, he did a show. Uh, he was uh,
1: fucking. Oh, oh, it was called a uh, sheriff. I think.
3: Uh, uh, I, I, will watch. He was like so fucking. He was so good as like, like the piece of shit who is also right about his his supposedly moral morally superior partners own uh uh uh, uh you know short shortfalls short, yeah. yeah shortcomings thank you thank you yeah uh, uh, he was so great uh, sometimes i see an actor or actress like that and i'm like well where was this for like 25 years you yeah, know yeah. like like <laughs> like what have you been doing i like did you like uh patricia arquette you know like like yeah, yeah she was like I, I thought you know, like her. Her acting was serviceable. That's you know that's a that's not a nice way of saying something not nice. But she she did this sh- uh, 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 show called first she, she did Escape from Dannemora about the b- big prison break up in uh, Little Siberia in New York, and she was like fucking amazing in that. And uh, and she did the act where she played the you know the mother of that Gypsy Rose character who had the boyfriend online, and right. you know they they killed the mom who had like Munchausens by proxy. Mm. And I and I saw. That, and I'm like, where the fuck has this shit been your whole career? You know, like, right, right. like I, I, like I remember like seeing you in Little Nicky, and I didn't even, you know, like for an Adam Sandler movie, I thought you were like, uh you know. And she was in uh,
1: Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah,
3: that's that's right. Yeah, she was good in that.
1: Yeah, she was. She was, and then she did that show Medium for a while. I never watched that, so I can't yeah, judge. It, it wasn't too bad. Yeah,
2: I think you know a lot of it. A lot of it, you know, certain certain roles are just that that's your that's your role and that's you may niche, you, you know. may only get one, you know.
3: Yeah. Fucking true.
2: You may only get one, you know, but not everybody You better
1: make, you better make it the best fucking one you can.
2: Like Robert England. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now he's a great actor cuz I've seen him in a shit ton of stuff. He's a great actor, but I mean, you will never ever be able to replace him as
3: Freddy Krueger. No. Ever. And the dude that they got, that dude who's from Mississippi, he's that they, I forget his name, but uh, he would, he was uh, yeah, yeah. it yep. uh, was it, i don't want to say like, doesn't <inaudible> matter. Haley something like, something that. like that. Something like that, yeah. He, he's awesome. Yes, you know, as fucking Rorschach, Rorschach, you know, Rorschach, like,
0: yeah,
3: exactly. dude, he's the fucking man. Yeah. And like when they did the reveal and I saw what actor it was, I'm like, Jackie Earl Haley. That's what Jack Yeah, Jack Hero. You know, it's it just like it, he was so good. And let me, let me tell you, if he can't pull off Freddy Krueger any better, then give up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you just Well, can.
1: and I think a lot of that
3: was, you know, you know
1: for us, we're so used to Robert England playing that part that it, it's. Well, what happened was. Well, it's, it's like when they replaced. Uh, 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 oh god uh brad uh the dude that played pinhead
2: oh bradley uh god dang it go
1: ahead and say bradley cooper no
3: i <laughs> i stopped myself fucker bradley stopped, <laughs> and bradley cooper's Doug very
1: Ray- first Doug role bradley was his name.
3: he was six years old in that movie bradley,
1: <laughs> bradley cooper was you know get, no, no, no. Get, you know, you fucking Tony Todd is fucking Candyman.
2: Well, what? You know? I mean, what mean, there's so many. What they did right with Nightmare on Elm Street, even though every one of the movies had a different director aside from the original and uh, New Nightmare, is they kept Robert England.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That was him the whole time, dude.
1: It's so funny. You can't see it in this picture, but up here I've got an eight by ten of uh, something that. Nobody hardly ever sees it's got Kane Hodder, Tony Todd and Robert Englund in the same picture. That's fucking awesome. And they were uh making the movie Wishmaster. I I like that movie. People rag I, lo- I I like I, I like it, that movie. I don't think it gets enough love.
3: Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes movies like they don't, don't get enough they love either. <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes movies they just don't have they just come out the wrong time. Like right. sometime, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes a movie, it's just like, you know, I think this is rarely the case, but sometimes it is just, okay. You just don't get it, you know, and yeah. maybe, and maybe it will. Well, that's like, like for us, a lot of people, and
2: this is, you know, it's 50, 50, it's 50, 50 on this, but you know, a lot of people love hereditary. I think that is, is one of the most boring fucking movies I ever watched in my entire life.
3: I have a hard time with, like, I don't know. It started a little strong for me. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it is boring as shit, but it's also just, like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I hate to be this guy, but just, like, you know, like, I feel like all the movies I could appreciate where kids die early in a film happened in my early 20s and teens. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then after that, I'm like, you know what? A Very good storyline is sufficient for me. You know, like, right. like uh, child death. It's one of those things. Is like, there's probably enough of it going around.
2: A hundred percent. Pr- yeah, yeah, don't get me started. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Did we talk about that in our our Koshik Records episode? We talked about Doctor Sleep, or was it? Yeah, episode? yeah, we did talk about that. We before. talked about that. We talked about Adrenochrome before that. We had an episode about Adrenochrome and stuff like that. You know, and Doctor Sleep was hard for me to watch. Uh, that scene with the boy that gets killed you know it's
3: that's yeah. real that's real that's real tough that but you know what i found that movie you know the, the movies can be like the response is meant to be visceral right yes. it's like like it's supposed to punch you like you know you know yeah. you know right in your grape nuts and and fucking reading something even though it can take you to a different to a very incredible incredibly sharp emotional place, it, it's because it's building, right Yes so I read Doctor' Sleep, and for me, and we were talking about it in the beginning, like one of the reasons I got into horror writing is from reading that book. yeah, you know Cause cause I,
2: I, and I love the movie
3: yeah, I love the movie. Don't get me
2: wrong. I thought it was a very good movie. I just uh you know when it comes to children, man just, I, I it's hard for me. You know,
3: it's hard and you don't want to be that person because, you know, it's just like it's like it's sort of like the annoying, you know, I I don't doubt that being a mom is an amazing thing. But when I hear someone say, like, there's nothing like being a mother, I'm like, yeah, there is fucking like shooting a shotgun while you're on a roller coaster high on meth (laughs) sitting next to a supermodel. Like, clearly, that would be for me comparable. (laughs) <laughs> you know? I, and you and you know what the other thing is having that experience doesn't wake me up in the middle of the night or poop on me you know yeah. unless i wanted to right
2: yeah right.
3: unless then you got a whole amber Heard
2: situation you to bring gotta it gotta back yeah <laughs> amber line, but no so. and i and i and i and i tell jt that too because jt doesn't have children and I told him, I'm like, listen, I, I, I don't think that everyone should have kids. I don't think it's whatever. Honestly.
1: <laughs> no, that's not how he says it to me. He's like, motherfucker, you definitely don't need <laughs> Hey, yeah.
2: what I was going to say you is a
1: kid up. <laughs> some
2: people don't need to have kids is what I said. There's a lot of people who have children who don't need them. But um,
3: what I was going to say is like for uh-uh. me, go ahead, go ahead. All right. I'm just going to say, you told me you were 50. It was surprising to me. Okay. Really? Don't have kids. Don't have kids.
1: Yeah. You know, especially
3: you, now. Yeah, exactly. You like you, you want to, you want to keep what little energy you have left. Yeah. See, yeah. and for, and for me, it was like, I was telling him, you know,
2: I, uh, I, my son just asked me this. My five-year-old just asked me this the other day. Cause to, to him, I'm the fucking strongest man in the world. And, I'm the, you know... Ten foot tall and bulletproof. And I'm only like, fucking five foot, fucking six. But anyways... With uh,
1: a ten
3: foot dick. Yes. <laughs> the- Walking is hard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Literally <laughs> and figuratively. Josie, bitch.
3: Yeah. Th- or-
2: Three foot nine with oh, a ten, foot, ten dick. foot dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never mind. Never mind. The Ladies, anyway. <laughs> anyways, my son's like, dad dad what are you afraid of and i'm i literally in this i am afraid of nothing in this fucking world i don't give a shit i'm not afraid of anything and that's just being real except for something happened to my children that's the scariest thing to me that's it that is the scariest that's, fucking thing you in the know world a lot of me.
1: my friends tell me that you know because like all of my friends have kids and they're all like you know once once you have a kid you don't matter anymore it's all about the kids and i'm like well fuck that
2: you do matter <laughs> that, 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 but that's not right like he was just saying that's you do matter because also you have to take care like i take care of myself i go to the gym every day I'm i take care of myself physically
1: being on a roller coaster with a supermodel in a shot <laughs>
2: that's what i'm saying you know
1: that, that i could <laughs> do without the meth but, uh, <laughs> but I like, mean, like but if it's
3: part of the fucking thing i mean whatever. don't you knock it before you rock it all right yeah, you know, you know? You got, like don't be close-minded
1: but 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 what i'm saying is i'm just saying if that's what it takes to be
3: on the roller coaster with the supermodel eh, eh, okay so how do you think she i we keep interrupting how do you think she stays skinny that's all i'm
0: saying
3: (laughs) coca coca
2: Uh, yeah long nights but uh you know i i uh we talk about fear and things that scare you if you know you're talking earlier about scary movies or horror movies you know scary to me is when I see shit happen to a child, mine or not mine, I don't care what it is. To me, like, we watched uh, uh, when it the remake of It when it first came out.
1: Oh, dude, that was cringeworthy. We
2: went to theater and watched it, right? And I just... uh, So, I just had my first kid, like, he was the same age as um, Georgie in the movie, you know? So, I'm, I'm talking to Jay. We're sitting there watching. I'm like, huh. I'm like, okay, we'll see what they do with this. And when they show that fucking kid get his arm bit off and he turns around and he like goes like this and his arm's gone, and he's screaming bloody murder for his brother. I was like, I literally looked at JT, I was like, I don't fucking know if I can do this. I don't really watch this. <laughs> See,
1: that's, Dude, and that's I remember in the first one, did that happen?
3: No, not at yeah, all.
1: I didn't think so.
3: That's interesting to me because I can watch that movie time and again, and the view that I have is because I'm the oldest of four brothers.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm watching that scene completely as like an older brother you know
1: i oh, would get
3: it he was the one beating the ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah well a long time ago my <laughs> well you yeah know, I, I got i got two brothers that make make me look like fucking shrimp cocktail so no, imagine yeah so imagine you know yeah, yeah. um but it's well you're right about that because it's funny because i uh,
2: my i let my son my oldest son watch that you know uh, my kids love horror they fucking love it you know they love scary movies and all that shit yeah. so me and my sons are watch. me and my son was watching that. my oldest son and he's seen that and he kind of got worked up a little bit
0: you yeah. know
2: and i'm like i'm like what's up and he's like i'm like see now what would you think something like that happened to your little brother you know i said that's why you always got to be there for your brother always always. Yeah. always try to teach him life lessons i don't have nothing for my kids either you know we see a crackhead run down the street and they're like dad my dad he's like dad what's that guy's problem Mike, that's fucking drugs, dude. Stay away from them. That's what drugs do to you, okay? <laughs> yeah. Fucking- <laughs> yeah.
3: Dad, what's that guy's problem? Well, I guess it probably starts with <laughs> <laughs> where it's like that he needs to have something to eat.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and that that he hasn't had something to eat for a long time. And because he's so upset about that. He's eating his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. And he's so upset with that. That he thinks that now because he can't eat, he thinks he's a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 now he thinks he's a hubcap. And now yeah. he he thinks he's a very very angry cat. <laughs> like, well, that doesn't make sense, son. That's what I'm saying to you. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Bro. That's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, it dogs him okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah, but Uh, yeah,
2: when it comes to scary stuff for me, it's funny because we talk about horror. We love horror, you know, everything, movies, books, stories, just whatever paranormal stuff.
1: Don't listen to him. We don't fucking read.
2: No, (laughs) hey, we don't have to read. There's books on tape, Uh, but uh, (laughs) audio books. But anyways, what's funny about it is like I just said, really, I'm not. I'm really fucking not a whole not. I'm not scared of a whole lot. I it's funny to me. I don't understand why I think about that. And then I think about why the fuck do I love horror movies so much? And I'm not really fucking scared. Cause a lot of people, it's okay, adrenaline a lot of people watch mo- true. A lot of people watch movies, horror movies to get scared. You know, girls that go to, you know,
1: I keep but, watching new movies hoping I find something that scares me. Well,
3: but here's the thing. The horror genre well precedes, Fucking horror films, right? Correct. And so, when you're reading it, what you're digging into as a reader is not the adrenaline-induced uh, ad- uh, uh, shock, right? It it just maybe a few moments, but what you're digging into is the lore and the themes, and the ideas and the characters inside of the movies and i find that people say yeah they want to be scared but true horror fans they what they admire most are the new characters or or they appreciate what certain directors do with the films as a whole yes i I mean if you're saying you know like with all due respect i'm just not believing the adrenaline thing because like if you love john carpenter you're not you're not there you're not there for jump scares you know, Correct. you're, 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 you're there for the whole fucking, you're checking off all the boxes. Right. Like, See, but for me, like with that,
2: like kind of what you're talking about, like the adrenaline thing, I've always been a fucking, uh, I don't know. Like I, I love the battle, the battle between good and evil, the fight of, you know, if you're, whether you're watching like a movie of, like I just watched the, the, uh, exorcism of God. Mm-hmm. Oh, something good. which is good. You got to watch oh, okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I guess I'm watching that. So it's the bat. I I've always been that way. I like fi- I like the fight. I like the battle. I like the freaking you know the war going on. It may not be a war, but let's take Halloween for 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 instance. You know the whole you know Jamie Lee Curtis and Mike Myers. You know Laurie and freaking mm. you know that that mm. that battle. Mm. The mental battle, all that that's going on there. I, I've always loved that, I, and that does feed my. I don't know if it's adrenaline, but it feeds my brain. Uh, oddly, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird.
3: It it probably touches on things that would, uh, uh, you know, almost seem absurd to talk about because it's like what you're what you're in, invoking there is like uh, like hope and courage in the midst of adversity. Yeah, you know, because it's like sort of the the remarkable thing about about um jamie lee curtis is like she's not just known as being like a strong character in, in facing off in halloween she's known for strong characters
0: right yeah y- y-
3: you know so so it's it's sort of like the things that you admire they come to typify further performances like we were talking about like once you're a dick in hollywood it's hard to not be a dick you know yeah yeah because like like we deep good dicks out there and not just the good, not D. just, you just a good D. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, like so you can speak literally, but figuratively speaking, you need BDE from BAD guys. Yes. You know? Yes. So, uh, it's, so, and the, and it, it's so hard to like go through life and live up to the standards that you set for yourself or that people that you admire set for you. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that like, oftentimes the most compelling characters are the very, very, very imperfect ones, you know? And, and I think, you know, some, like the, the prime example of that, we're talking about like Dr. Sleep, there's no more flawed character than at that point, Danny Torrance you know and and you're seeing him after the shining what you're seeing is like a guy who completely completely failed to to learn from his father who was the embodiment of (laughs) uh, of like self-induced and externally induced psychological and supernatural evil Respectively, right? Like he he totally succumbed to it. You saw everything that was wrong with it. You saw how it ruined your life. And what did you become? You became that fucking guy. Mm -hmm. And the idea behind Dr. Sleep is so strong to me is that it's it's it plays on all the things we're talking about, not just in the story, how he has to reform himself personally, right? He has to get spiritually right so that he can. Uh, perform supernaturally to protect people. Yeah. Right. Not, not, not only that, but he has to understand that everything that matters is completely outside of him. And that the beauty of being the the guy is that you realize that you don't matter. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And and so like at, at the end, uh, at the end of the, the thing, the only satisfying conclusion, even though it li- leaves a big hanging question mark, the only satisfying conclusion for people who are, are desperate for the good guys to win is that they die.
2: Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Yeah, Well, it's like, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to bring it up because I know you hate it and I love it. It's like Supernatural. I don't know, I don't know if you ever watched the show, Supernatural. Freaking love it. But uh,
3: I, I tried to get into it. I really admire what, uh, what they're doing. Um, I just, I think I haven't given it a good chance.
2: Yeah, I literally, honest with you, I didn't keep up with it. I literally watched the entire sixteen seasons in three months.
1: Wow, that's dedication and and laziness.
2: <laughs> that's it. Yes. isn't this an amazing world we live in? <laughs> it's, it's both. It was yeah. for it was for research purposes, but it. <laughs> You know, for years, like people would tell me, like, um, you know, some of our we call them horror fam. Our fo- some of our followers, listeners, we call them horror fam. Some of our horror fam, be like, hey, you get you need to watch Supernatural. I can't believe you haven't seen it. It's right up your alley. And I'm like, yeah, it's because it's mostly girls. Like, I'm sure it's because there's guys on there you think are hot, blah, blah. But then I watched the first episode and I was like, fuck, now I gotta watch this whole thing because it was just, it was right up my alley. And then, but um, what I was gonna say is. You realize throughout throughout the whole show that they're realizing that in the end, it's about you basically sacrificing yourself for the best. Greater good. Which is the way which is the way that I feel, you know, you know, about, about my my kids, you know. That's just what it is what it is. That's how it is. Like my life, I do my best to take care of myself. I still have fun. I do my show with you. You know, we do our thing. But end all be all. I'll try to stop a fucking freight train if it's gonna save my child. Like I you know, I'll jump into the mouth of a fucking tiger, whatever it may fucking be.
3: It is or what that alligator
2: that was swimming up the Nile. Yeah, I'll fucking get. crocodile. Fuck that guy. I mean, you know,
3: do you know what do you know what I do for my kids? Do you know how many times I've listened to super simple songs and Bob the train? You know how many yeah. fucking <laughs> times? You, I'm a fucking hero. Do you, know I mean? <laughs> do you know how many times I've
2: watched the same movie? 17 times in one day yeah. back to back for fucking 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's like
3: at least fuck. you're on to, at least you're on to movies. My my youngest likes to watch numbers recited in foreign languages. I'm just yeah. like, what what the fuck is this? And some of the stuff some of the stuff from other countries is like, I swear it's like fucking subliminal psychological warfare. You know? Oh,
2: there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. I, like, I, I got I can't let my kids watch certain things. I'm like, what are you watching here? Because I catch it. You know, I'll be cleaning the house or something, and I hear something. I'm like, what the fuck are they watching? I walk, I go in
3: there. Yeah. And
2: what you're seeing on the screen is not what the fuck you're hearing.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. like, what the fuck? It's But, it's, it's
3: but I, I think if you think about all, all of those heroic actions, the, the characters are doing things that are not just difficult. But if, you, if you're familiar with any of these people in real life, and these are, you know, like I consider the drunk a fucking archetype, you know?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do, you
3: know what, do you know what it takes to be a drunk and then not be a drunk? It takes some fucking – yeah, a friend of Bill?
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah me too. It's, uh, you, know, you know what it fucking takes? It takes some fucking shit, and it takes, you know, and, and if, you could, if you get through it in the end, you know, being able to push away your denial also and being able to see, look at the shit that I've done and look how I can't repair any of it. Right. And it's my fault and I live with it. And I'm not a victim. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a fucking victim. No. I did that. Yeah. And the only choice is, you know, to move forward. Fuck yeah. Right. Keep pressing. And, and, keep and pressing go, man. Yeah. Stop talk. Stop talking about shit. Do shit. You know? Like David Goggins says, conquer your inner bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't follow, I don't know if you
2: follow Goggins.
3: N- uh, no, uh, I know. I know. David
2: Goggins. He's a he was a he's a Navy retired Navy SEAL guy now, but he was three hundred and something pounds, three hundred forty pounds, and they said he would never make it through SEAL training. So he's like, all right, fuck you. Uh, you, if you like, you know, like you said, you like strength sports, all that kind of stuff, all this other jazz. You would love David Goggins. He's a real motherfucker. Wow. He's just like, shut the fuck up. Do what the fuck you need to do. Conquer your a bitch. Stay hard, motherfucker. That's what he said. That's basically yeah. what he says, you know?
1: Yeah. And- that like some fucking Andy Purcella shit. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> well, but you know, like, I find like one of the things that I love, I love about, like, for instance, Strongman specifically, it's so positive. The people in the community are so positive, mm-hmm. it's so friendly but there is no room for victims you know right, right right you know like if you in you know like some of the things like you know like fellowship right you know you, you got the you got this you got the sayings uh, you got the slogans uh, you guys got the same thing you know like stop whining work harder yeah you know don't be a victim right and that and that is so Change that, right? To, first of all, most of the time, if you have nobody else in your life, the way the character Danny Torrance has nobody else in your life, there is no incentive to change, right? And so he's the hero, not just because he makes the change, but because we see the we we see the like the noble person who doesn't need the accolades emerge he's not just amazing when he's battling the true knot he's amazing when he understands, wow, I can use this thing that I hate to make people to help people depart peacefully from the world mm-hmm. yeah. and and to to me that's what Stephen King does so excellently he pulls at your heartstrings and he shows the complicated picture of people, none of us being saints, who, even though after their whole life, the judgment might still be that they were not a good person, but they know goodness and they can do good things. Mm -hmm. And horror to me frames those stories uh, I, 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 for the most part, I think great horror better than any other genre. Yes, I, I think when you watch like what Mike Flanagan's doing now, i mean, it's uh, it's unbelievable to me. You know, right. unbelievable like Midnight Mass. Yeah, you know the you know, like he 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 basically took you know a Henry James story, A Turn of the Screw, and he made and, and like I understand that people like love uh, Henry James. To me, I read I read that story and it was just like. Uh, like unbelievably boring to me you know and people 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 love reading reading it because they're like it's so ambiguous so i'm like yeah i know i (laughs) like you know like ambiguous is like uh, another way of saying it's like it's it's nothing you know like nothing's going on it's like something might happen you know i i just i also have like you know the, the my wife and my family recognize the way to to get me to do something is to tell me not to do it you know right. and so like i have real beef with, with with like you know like some stuff that to me is in uh you know li- uh literary or film canon and but like it's never been explained why you know and 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 so like i like i know i drive some people nuts but like with people are like it's like the first time i heard the beatles I'm like what you felt like you had to have the fucking diarrhea shit you know <laughs> and like, and then like and like i don't know why people are like they're like, they're like religious about the beetle so that drives people nuts oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, or, or like catcher in the rye i'm like dude bitches for for like it's like I, I don't know. i never talk this way anymore, but I'm just saying, I don't know. Like story about a bitch written by a bitch. What can I say?
2: Yeah. <laughs> it is what it fucking is.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: And I'm with you on that. So, you know, and it, 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 but you know, everybody's got the, like, they always say opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. And they do
3: all stink. Yes. Uh, I, I, every, everything I say is fucking bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like say, so, like sometimes I, I just like, I go back and reread something, you know, cause uh, like it's referenced. Cause like, like maybe I'm considering a, a sequel that never happens, but you know, I reread and I'm like, man, what fucking dog shit is this? You know, <laughs> you know, but yeah, then again, know. but, but then again, you're not making it for you like john like john carpenter is so like i can't go back and watch my movies all i can see is my mistakes and i'm just like well fucking you're wrong you know yeah.
1: right.
3: you're wrong john carpenter we're on the
1: outside looking in you know yeah
3: so we know how great he is yeah exactly fucking stop talking john carpenter well
2: that's why that's why <laughs> and, but and then that's why he's so great yeah yeah, yeah. that's know? true because he can see he knows what he he in his eyes, he hasn't reached he didn't reach his his peak on a lot of things. You know.
3: Well, there's a lot to be said about, you know, like coming out and like we were talking about like just just you you, you missed your your era. You're yeah, born in yeah, the yeah. wrong you're born in the wrong fucking era. Like these days, you got fucking Bloom House and you got content everywhere. You know, if you want to make a horror movie, you can make a horror movie. Damn you know yeah. and if you're a guy like john carpenter who who can make a uh, in a positive way a mountain out of molehill this is your time you know but the but the thing is is like there's there's an expiration date on in uh, doing that kind of insane work and just when you're at the end when you're you know like i have seen recent interviews with him he's a chill guy he really like he really he's got his sh- sh- shit set up he's enjoying life you know, I just don't think when you're at that point in your life, when you're, you know, like you're the the wise man, you can uh, go and you know, like uh, turn be Conan, turning the wheel of pain mindlessly for you know, 24 hours a day for 10 years. You know, that's it, yeah. that's just not there anymore.
1: Yeah, there's no way you know Carpenter could go back and and work on a schedule and do something like uh, even something like Halloween. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, he couldn't go back and do that again. I mean, it, it, he,
2: well. A, a lot of, and a lot of things like you talked about for they come out at a certain time and yeah. at that time and in, in that era that's what that's what, that's what made hit. you know that's what just like texas chainsaw massacre mm-hmm. you know at that time in them years it's like we talk about all the time you know there's no more that's why internet fucking first great things it does for us it ruined a lot of shit in the world you know yeah. there's no more mystery it's like you know if you wanted to check something out, you had to go look it up. You had to yeah. go somewhere. You had to the library. library. You had to go fucking, You guys like, remember
1: what a library
2: is? Yeah, you had to dig for shit, you know? You had to look. Now it's like, my fucking nine-year-old would be like, just Google it, Dad. Uh, he doesn't have a phone, so I don't let him... I don't, he doesn't have a phone or anything yet, But so if he wants to look something up, I'd be like, Dad, Google this. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, no, go look this shit up somewhere. He's like, what the fuck's a library? <laughs> That's
1: where they keep Alex's books.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Which, <laughs> are, are you? Are you trying to say raspberry? Like what? Raspberry.
2: Are you <laughs> <laughs> but no. What's a? Uh, let's get into your books, there. That way you can at least come on here and talk about,
1: <laughs> talk about <you laughs> some some instead stuff instead of just talking about Ryan all night. <laughs> I
3: don't. I don't know. I, I, we did get. I mean, listen. Yeah, I'm very happy about my books. I suggest you go out and read them. I'll, I'll give you a little snippet at the end. I I still did not get to get to Prince of Darkness, you know, But uh, John. Uh, 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 so go ahead, go for it. Okay, that's what we're here for. So for for me, all the strong elements of John Carpenter Carpenter's work are present in Prince of Darkness. The soundtrack brings you in. You see the characters immediately. He does show don't tell like they you see in the beginning you understand what's going on right the catholic priest dies right you hear maybe a, a snippet you hear the professor and so you understand that the um um i forget the actor's name uh, he's another he's another guy he's str- str- uh, the, the one who plays professor in prince of darkness he struggled with alcoholism for years um interestingly enough But you see the interactions between him and Donald Pleasance, who's another, uh, you know, I guess he becomes the carrier of the order of uh, sleep. And you know what's going on based on their interactions. What's incredible about that is it's so simple but so impossible for so many directors to do, you know? Yeah. And – it, it, you see the strength of John Carpenter movies and how they frame themselves very, very early. You know, within ten minutes of *Prince of Darkness*, you're taking basically dense, weighty information. Right? You're taking like, like a biochemical, basically a, a sort of science-focused view of what the Antichrist is. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and you're taking the elements of the secret society, the order of the sleep, uh, the order of sleep, and you're taking uh, sort of like the familiar, uh, co- like conspiracy theories surrounding like the Catholic Church, having very secret doctrines, and, you know, secret things hidden in secret places. Uh, and you have it all right away. And not only that, you understand what the characters once are right you you uh, um you see um you see that there's one uh, student and you know he's uh, a gunner he wants to uh, like a, like not not a literally a gunner but you know like he he's 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 cutthroat. He wants to go out there and he probably wants to consult. He wants to go get sh- her.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah, exactly. He wants to make a shitload of money. Probably wants to walk, work for Lockheed, right? You see this uh, woman and she's conflicted, you know, she's taking this class with this physicist, but the physicist is known to be sort of like a scientist philosopher. So she, she, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't know uh, what she wants. You see the, um, I forget the actor's name, but the tall blonde fellow. And, you know, early, that you know he has he has like a well, I guess today it would be kind of like like a stalkery sort of obsession about this you know yeah exactly no <laughs> he has like you know, you know he's like infatuated with this woman it's amazing to me is you know it early and you look at like um, uh, uh, the uh, um, the thing right you you see Kurt Russell the way that he looks up when he's told a storm is coming right it tells you about an awareness of danger mm-hmm. right but a willingness to face it
0: yeah. yeah yeah
3: and the way he coolly assesses it it's so consistent you know uh, throughout the uh, throughout the story and it's so Consisted throughout Carpenter's work, that you have these strong performances that he can bring out of people, but also their motives are understood, right?
1: Right, right.
3: To me, to me, very, very, very few directors can do that, you know? And the other thing is we as viewers are pretty impatient you know even more so today Mm -hmm. but when you see someone who is enraptured you know really taken in by by like excellence in somebody's in a person's chosen art form i always think of you know like you say we had an accidental introduction to my mother-in-law earlier this 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 woman my mother-in-law, Marianne, she cannot sit still for anything. She cannot sit still for anything. I mean, you know, she's a grandmother, and I, and I swear to you, if I, if I left her here for eight hours, there would be Lemon Pledge on the ceiling. You know, <laughs> you know uh, like it, it would be like like CDC sterile in here, you know. We had the exorcist on. She sat down. I'd never, i never seen her sit still for a movie. She sat down the whole time. Wow. And, and that to me...
1: Well, that movie is really powerful though.
3: Yeah, I mean that, that is the feeling that I get watching a movie that I love. That's the feeling that even after being very familiar with the thing, that helps me, that I still can reach back to watching the thing. Mm-hmm. And that I think is like the feeling that any true, you know, any true creator wants you to have like you want and it. And it, and it, I I just don't believe that it's all, you know, there's a whole thing about like, I, re, I, re, I remember hearing like Martin Scorsese talking shit on, on the Marvel movies. Right. And I heard that. I'm like, yeah, you know, like first of all, fuck you. You know, like yeah. you made all your money exploiting your own people, and and like in in pretty in like nasty caricatures. Uh, but also, like everybody who's working on those movies, I can guarantee you, eighty percent of them are comic book nerds, and th- and those stories are fucking meaningful to them.
1: Yeah, you know, it touches their soul.
3: Exactly. So you know, like don't tell me. And you know what? I'm sure that they were interested in that shit you know, at an earlier age than you were interested in, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the, the background of the, of the mafia or, you know, like whatever.
2: A perfect example of that is Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds fought for fucking years to get that movie made.
3: Yeah. He made,
2: he made a trailer, a fake trailer to push it. And they seen how far the trailer got. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, okay, let's fucking make this movie. And there you go.
0: Yeah.
3: And you know what? That's another thing which like where like a, like belief and confidence, you know, and understanding the strength of, of the 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 Dart that you love goes all the way because you know what? Boy was he fucking right. Oh you know? fuck yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. And and it's like it is the comic, they nail it, they nail it, they yes. fucking nail it. Yes. It, it, exactly. You know?
0: Exactly.
3: And, and 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 to and let me tell you, to make to make people want to see a character, a lead character who is Canadian, do you know what that takes? <laughs>
0: you know, a,
2: a, and it's not about hockey. It hey,
1: ta- hey, <laughs> it takes Ryan Reynolds shirt cocking it on screen.
3: <laughs> John
2: Wick, Keanu Reeves, same yeah. way.
0: Yeah, yeah, fucking
2: that. I love it, love it. But anyways, that's fucking cool, man. But no, it's yeah. I'm always. It's always something for me. We bring people on. Someone gets a hold of, them, hey, we have an author or a director, or writers, and stuff like that. Actors, they're like, okay, cool. They come on and talk about their stuff. We never end up talking about their stuff. We always talk about everything else, which is fine for us. But I always feel like I'm not doing my part that I'm supposed to do. So, like, uh, why don't you at least? mention your books where they can find them and all that uh,
3: stuff. i'll mention it but i do have a specific uh, thing to say about that phenomenon i think people you know it's sort of like uh, i compare it to uh, no one's dying that's just my kid in the background
1: yeah you're gonna scream again yeah
3: a uh, uh, mama bear's not properly responding to his super simple songs you know and he doesn't like it uh, um so the thing it's like when you you are on the fence about a band and then you see them live right yeah. and then any ambivalence you had is totally fucking removed yeah. and the music the music's like completely new to you
0: mm-hmm. you know
3: yeah. you know like um or you uh, go
1: and see them and think god this fucking band really does suck <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've like, been there
3: it's like wow I was totally right <laughs> <laughs> These guys, very often, but, yeah, these guys, yeah, these guys blow, yeah, hard, yeah, real hard, real yeah. hard, and not—they're not even good at it. It's like a bad blow. Yeah, it's like they a very the whole time, they like a like. <laughs> okay, okay, teeth the said, whole time, teeth the whole time, like, <laughs> like the fucking dentures came right off. On, to, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but uh, when I when I so when I hear someone or like you got like a like a shitty crown put in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it, it just comes off and it just looks like a corn kernel on a carrot you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. um i mean like uh, it's uh, the seniors know what i'm talking about there's where stds and senior centers and then they're then they're in the fucking clap clinics i mean come on
0: you,
1: you, know? you gotta love it when grandma is telling you all you kids do is wanna have sex and fool around. And, you know, and, and she's yeah. got like 13 kids.
3: Yeah. Well, <laughs> you
1: know, it's like,
3: I, I love the line from the wedding singer. Uh, like, I forget what the exact numbers, but the grandma on that story, she's like, I slept with six men. That would be like 200 today. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, I gotta love it but anyways why don't you mention your books where they can find you and everything that way we at least do that <laughs> mm. uh,
3: latest book is a boy's hammer um I guess if you like Thor and Terminator 2 uh d- done with a little bit of a uh, literary flourish you'd like that uh you can find all my shit on Amazon you just uh type in Alex Grass and uh press enter and then depending on your Wi-Fi speed it will uh, appear and then what you want to do is you want to scroll down until you see the picture of the book and (laughs) And uh, and click
2: on that and
3: And then you click a link that will take you to make sure you hit
1: that buy now button
3: yeah exactly um you know hey listen they're reasonably priced uh i got real good feedback on them people seem to really 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 enjoy them and uh there's I gotta tell you, plenty of dick and shit jokes in there, nice. uh, yeah. <laughs> but just like but, this podcast. But I, I would say, you know what? Uh, read the reviews because if if you like how highbrow shit, you know it's in there for you too. Awesome. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. and and, uh, and uh, what can I say? Just generally, you know, if you're listening to this, you're you're a fan of horror, Keep being a fan. Go out, find new things, watch new things, read new things. You know, celebrate it because, uh, while it's true we can love the the shit that we saw and we read in our youth, um, it's just a, like I think an, an amazing time to be a horror fan. Oh,
0: Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, awesome man. Well, we'll know, say man. we'll say our goodbyes after we get done doing this. But yeah. guys, thanks horror fan for listening. It was a great show. We love you guys as always. Thank you for your support. But more importantly, as always, until next time keep it creepy this
3: music